You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, let's do this thing. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 10th of The Voice, local news and talk. The uh, Here with the Hoff Daddy. I'm married, Chris. <laughs> Absolutely. Hoff Daddy, I was talking to Mike Zinkins here. Mike, good morning, sir. Good morning. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm married, too. <laughs> and I just told him, and, and, and Hoffman takes this little thing of headphones, and he starts tapping it. He's like, uh, Chris, uh, the show's starting. And I said, you're so cute. Let me remind me like that. So very nice. Thank you. Thank you, Hoff Daddy. I'm, I'm looking out for you. So let's let's bring Lawrence on real quick. He's been holding on. He has nice things to say about Hoffman. Lawrence, what's up, bud? Oh, not much. Just want to say thank you to Jonathan for explaining that. Which part? I have get with the part about the gender and sex. I get so mad having you know studied language, uh, foreign language in school, and understanding about gender and your pronouns and verbs, etc. You know, I so I get so angry when I see when they put gender down, they put sex. So I took the bold step. And on the registration form I created, I put sex instead of gender because it's appropriate that way. Gender, again, deals with language. Words. Sex. Yeah, words. Nouns. That's what it does. And you, yeah. and you haven't been dragged into your principal's office yet for doing such things? Oh, this isn't not school-related. Oh, this is archery? Outside oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, so no, but who's, who's, I'm like thinking, who's going to drag me over there? They're going to look at me, and I'm just going to say, go shoot your arrows, go away. That's all I tell them. Just go away. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just, it really is. It's just, it's maddening. It's maddening about when you, when you study language and from, in my story, wanting to become more literate to sound like an educated person, to hear people pe- speak now, it, it's horrendous. I'm looking at them like, God, are you adult? What the, what the hell? Well, you know, it's it- really bad. You think in your language, so when people start controlling your language, they're controlling your thoughts. Well, oh, yeah. They're, they're, again, I keep, they, you know, that's part of the thing, right? So they keep separating people in their little spots by redefining what words mean, right? Oh, yeah. So, so big thank you to Jonathan to explain to everybody so everybody understands that. Well, All right. Thank you. Thank you for holding on and, and saying that. Thanks. Have a good day, buddy. Thank you, too. Take care. 790-2040 is the number, and we have uh, former uh, Oral Valley Town Council men. <laughs> I was going to say person. Councilman. Uh, Michael Zinkin here. Actually, Michael, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, Mike, um, you, um, you have this uncontrollable masochistic urge to l- look at Oral Valley governance and how things get done and how things are getting paid for or not getting paid for in the proper way. You're right, and it's driving me crazy. That's why I went, I went, that's why I went to Solana Beach over the weekend just to get away and uh, and dived in some gin and tonic. But then you, you got to come back to reality every once in a while. Correct. Yeah. So um, where? So I know you want to talk some budget stuff. Yeah. Do you want to start with budget? Yeah. Okay, what, 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 what's, well, what's, what's in your craw about the budget? <clears throat> okay, and you know, there's a lot of people in Oral Valley that, thinks I'm, that think I'm anti-cop. And I'm not. All right. That's because back when I was on council, I did question Chief Sharp on overtime expenditures and take home car on the expenditures because 
like in like in most municipalities, at least fifty percent of your general planned expenditures go to police go to the police department, and that's that should be. And they're very labor intensive. Uh, they're twenty four seven, and it's people. It's not computers. Yes. The current police station was built in nineteen seventy four, when we had like twenty seven thousand people in the town. They yes. need a new police station. Okay. They're saying they need thirty million dollars. Okay. Now I. You know, they, maybe they want the Cadillac, and they'll settle for the poor. You know, they'll settle for the Volkswagen. I don't know. It's thirty million is the max figure that I, that they're asking for. We don't have thirty million dollars. We can't bond for thirty million dollars. We can't pay. You know, well, we could, but then how are you going to pay for it? You're going to have to raise a sales tax or do something, right? So Marana just built a police station. <clears throat> Marana built their police station. They raised their sales tax a half a cent. Right. You you keep wanting to go off that microphone. Oh, okay. Keep following. They raised. Well, I'm, I'm trying to look at you, and I can't look don't at look you. Don't look at me. That's nothing to look at. Just keep going. Actually, oh yeah, that's a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, Marana raised their sales tax a half a cent, about concurrent to when Oro Valley raised their sales tax a half cent for the community center yep. fund, right? Oro Valley put a sun, or sorry, Marana put a sunset in it. You know, and that in Correct. X number of years, that tax was going to go away, and it did go away after they built a police station. Now, you know, it, it, we need to find maximum $30 million. But we have council members, and, I, and I'll keep it generic, right? We think that's, oh, we don't, we don't need it. That's overrated. We'd rather have a splash pad. we rather, I mean, a splash pad and a BMX track and any kind of park amenity is only going to satisfy 20% of the people. A police station is going to satisfy 100% of the people. So where, where are the council responsibilities? So we got to find that $30 million. And it's going to be within. Okay. Uh, and again, it might not be $30 million, you know. Uh, so let, let's start. So we talk about some of the stuff with Naranja Park expansion <coughs> yeah. has been kind of a train wreck. Yeah, and they bonded for $25 million. And the original motion way back when was we're going to bond for $25 million. We're going to take half that money and we're going to put it in the community center to upgrade it, ADA compliant, so forth and That's so on. That's the old El Conquistador Golf Club. Yeah. Yeah. Just so people know who aren't Oral yeah. Valians who are okay, into this right, crap yeah, like you right. and I are into. Okay, it, it's right there where that stoplight is to stop everybody going north and south for three cars going east and west. Correct. Yeah. Uh, that was the original motion. Half would go to the community center, half would go to Parks and Rec. It's all going to Parks and Rec now, right? And they did a... Uh, uh, statistically So the sales tax that we raised for the stupid golf club... Is now one hundred percent going in the parks and rec no, ops? No, 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 not this. Well, Mary Jacobs, when she was there, she expanded the community center fund, which was funded with that half cent sales tax, right. right? She's expanded that to include parks and rec. Gotcha. Right. So that twenty-five million dollar bond, twenty-five million dollar bonds, being paid for out of parks, out of, out of it's not out of the Parks and Rec Fund, but out of the Community Center Fund. My point is, we don't have $30 million. How about stimulus, though? Right? So all this money came. They have to spend it by a certain date or yeah, something happens. Yeah, like $5.4 million that have to be spent by December 2026. Gotcha. I don't know, because that's restricted money. Right. I don't know that the police station would be uh, a... Uh, 
an allowable. Good thing to find out, though, possibly. Right, but that's still only $5 million. Now, keep in mind, the police station would be built on property the town already owns. We don't have to go out and buy acreage. Where are they proposing to put the... I don't know. know, There's a couple of places. There's a place uh, up in Vancho Vistoso that years ago, back when Paul Loomis was mayor, Right. they bought some land for Monterey Homes, and they put some temporary trailers up there, actually for the police. This is just north of Sanofi there? Yeah. Yeah, somewhere in that area, right. Okay. Uh, We also have... uh, West Lambert Lane Park, which, which which is near the the fire station, uh, right? We also have a land that uh, Rooney Rooney uh, gifted the land, which is just south of Panera Bread. Okay. <coughs> I mean, there's a bunch of acreage there. That's there's a perfect solar, place for it. Right, right there on Oracle. Yep. So, so it's not getting the land's not a problem. It's the building. Now the Danny Sharp Memorial building over there at, at McGee and Northern. The new substation with the evidence facility. Is it truly named after Danny Sharp? Yeah, it is. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were being facetious. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> it's named after Danny. Okay. Uh, that cost $4.7 million okay. to build, right? That was a $3 million override. It did it, they put it at a 4.7. And I don't know what the square footage is, but it's two stories. Okay. And I don't know whether that... Oh, this is over by Michelangelo's. Over yes. there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Between that and uh, and uh, Venture... Uh, Vantage West. Vantage West, right, yeah. yeah. So we need to do <coughs> things. The town needs to make some sacrifices from within, you know? And, you know, I, and the town manager or somebody needs to go to everyone because we are pretty, pretty over-employed. Uh, and we have a lot of people in this town that we... Not, I, don't, I don't say we, there's a lot we don't need, but we could do... Probably we could probably trim our budget a little bit, you know. And could we use more cops? Uh, that's up to Kara. Kara hasn't asked for any more cops. Okay. Okay. And Kara's our our chief. She's the chief of police. She did cut the you know she took one SRO out of each high school. You know there used to be two. Now there's one in each high school in the community. You know, oh my God, we're going to have shootout and everything. I'm okay with one SRO in a right. school. I'm yeah. cool with that. Yeah. Uh, now, as as you know, in this show, we're very uh, cognizant of the fact of the pushing crime coming out of Tucson towards yeah. us and Marana and Sarita. So to me, having a discussion of putting more cops on the streets of Oral Valley, probably a good thing. Well, uh, maybe I don't know. You know, I don't know. And that, and, and, I, and I, and I would sacrifice five or six bureaucrats for five or six cops. <laughs> the, not elected bureaucrats or, or uh, unelected, bureaucrats. unelected bureaucrats. So, what, what, and we have plenty of that. I mean, look. Let me talk Parks and Rec. Hold that thought. We got to go to break and see some of our great sponsors. Eight seventeen in the morning. Mike Zinkin, Hoff Daddy. I'm never going to call him by his real name anymore. It's just going to be Hoff Daddy. Cool. So. <laughs> I want to be a cowboy. Was this for XP? I think he uh, mentioned. Correct. Yes. So there you go. You're on Wake Up Tucson. Rodeo Parade starts in just about 43 minutes. Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. All right. Little Marty Robbins, Master's Call on a Rodeo Thursday. Hanging out with Hoff Daddy ESQ and Mike Zinkin. Uh, Mike, I interrupted you for our wonderful sponsors. Uh, you were getting into a discussion. We are talking about the budget. We were talking right. about the police station. And we're, we're talking about how we can find $30 million. Because that, be, that should be a priority of the council. It's a priority in Oral Valley. You know, how many times do you hear we're the safest community in the state of Arizona? Right? Well, there's, only one re- there's two reasons we're the safest community in Arizona. One is our demographics, and the other is the police department. Right? And I remember coming on your show years ago. And uh, Frank 
Antonori, is that how you said his last Correct. name? Correct. Right? Yeah. He was sitting where... What do you call Daddy? We're off Daddy City now. And he was telling me about, you know, I come into Oro Valley and if I go three miles over the speed limit, I get a ticket. And I said, You think I'm going to apologize for that? Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, it's okay. I love it. You want to speed, go to Miranda. As a guy, as a guy raising, who rose, raised a family in Oro Valley, right. I love the fact that people are minding their P's and Q's a little extra when they come exactly. through my so town. We, we need to do Look what's so- going on in Tucson. They know no one's going to pull them over. They're going 90 <laughs> miles an hour and flipping a car every five days. Right. I'm, I, no, I see your Facebook post. <laughs> I mean, all the holy time. crap! So we need to find internally what can we do to get that thirty million dollars, and maybe less than thirty. We don't know what that that building is going to cost. Okay, we have a self. We're self insured. Uh, you know, our health insurance is self insured. Would it be cheaper to go to United Healthcare or Kaiser or whatever some other you know and and contract our health insurance? I mean, usually you self insure because it's cheaper. It's always cheaper the first couple of years, right? right? But then you know, and our, our employees don't pay anything for health insurance. Why just why don't our employees? They're pay? paying nothing. Uh, very little. You know, I'm not sure exactly what the percentage is, but it's can't. It's not more than twenty five percent. It'd be an interesting number to find out. Yeah, and I can find it out for you. Yeah, in, please. In the budget here, um, we need to look at that. Right? Would it be cheaper to no longer self insure, contract our insurance, and increase maybe to fifty percent? The, the employee contribution. So no way in hell are they going to find thirty million dollars in a budget. Not in one year. No. All right. All right. But no. But okay. But you can do uh, department cutbacks, right? And don't tell me we can't cut back departments. I mean, with Parks and Rec, all the Vistoso stuff that's going on in the preserve, the nature preserve, Parks and Rec is contracting all that stuff, right? So. Well, why don't we contract some more stuff? It's a lot cheaper to pay a contract and to pay ASR retirements and uh, and health benefits and all that. Uh, and the other thing is, okay, we can cut back on our Sun Corridor. Uh, what money. are we giving those losers? Uh, I, I'd have to look in the budget, but it's it's over a hundred thousand dollars. You know, you know? Tucson's two hundred and some thousand. Just punch yourself in the face. Sun <laughs> Corridor has like done nothing for us. No, it's true. <coughs> uh, I have guys who have pieces of dirt in Oral Valley that literally, when the the, the Sun Corridor has n- done nothing to push that dirt, not even close. Visit Tucson's getting close to <coughs> two hundred sixty, two hundred seventy thousand dollars a year. We're still giving money to the Children's Museum, and the Children's Museum moved. They're now at that Tohono Chul. And the other thing, they the might, children's museum that does uh, drag queen uh, story times for their people. Well, so I'm not going to get it. <laughs> I am. Then go to hell. I don't want. I don't want my. I don't want my money going to drag well, queen. You got about seventy thousand. Would, would you like your? Would you pay money taxpayer's dollar to support drag queens reading not the kids? Taxpayer dollars. Yeah, thank you. I might take my dollar. <laughs> well, that's your own problem. <laughs> okay. And so. The other thing that needs to be looked at is a residential sales tax. In other words, and now all the apartment dwellers are going to come screaming at me, you know, you know, we're limited income. You're no more limited income than the people living up in Sun City. A residential sales tax of 6%. In other words, if you're paying X number of dollars in rent, you're going to pay X plus 6%. So, now, so in the end, us, you're tell, a guy who doesn't want a property tax, right? Do you? No. Okay. But you're going to sales tax your way there. But you're going <laughs> to, the town is building apartment after apartment after apartment. The people living in those apartments, they're citizens of Oro Valley. They they pay their sales tax in Oro Valley. They don't pay for the schools. That's that's property tax. They don't pay for the, the police, the, the fire department. That's property tax. They don't pay for the library. That's property tax. Now you're going to tell me, well, the landlord's going to pay it. Yeah. 
the, and, and it's going to raise the rents accordingly. The landlord's not going to raise the rents any more than the market Are can the, bear. Uh, uh, I'm going to ask you this. Aren't the uh, landlords paying the playing property taxes? Yeah. So that's that's not good enough. No, no, no. But, but, that, that, I was, I'm just asking pay, you. Yeah, of well, of course the landlord's paying the property tax. But the, but the, the, so you'd like everyone to pay their own little property tax for their apartment? Is no, what you're saying? No, I said residential sales tax. Yes, I, I understand that. You can say the world sales tax, but you're saying is the property tax not paid by the that's already paid by the landlords is not enough for what's going on in that fair. piece of dirt. The individual, you know, it, the landlord is going to raise the rent as far as the market can bear, right? So if the landlord has to eat two percent of that residential sales tax, he eats it, right? And and then and the and the tenant pays the rest. But the residential sales tax is not new to municipalities; they're all over the place, you know. And and with all the apartments, all the other kids are doing it. Why not us? Why not? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't kids, think that's good tax all policy. All the other kids have a new police. <laughs> <laughs> all the other kids have a new police station. Why don't we have a new police station? Why, well, don't, why don't we do it? Or about, well, why don't you do what what, what Miranda did? So one of my friends in Miranda because you can't raise the sales tax any more than it is. Why can't you? Because it would <laughs> because it would put us. You know, we're six and a half percent. We're with everybody else. Well, you just said it's fine for the people to pay extra residential taxes to live in an apartment. But those that's are the apartment. Fine. It's not a universal thing. It's only the people living in the apartments that have. So to you pay. want to punish the people who live in the apartments? I want the people in the apartments to pay their fair share. All right, they're not paying it. The landlord is. I know. But you're telling me. <laughs> and the property taxes paid by the landlord is distributed throughout the rent structure. Correct. Each of the, each of them, whatever the, whatever the would, landlord's paying, I would imagine. He would right. Do that's, it. The way, I, that's the way. That's the way business know, I don't works. Know how many landlords are going <laughs> to eat it. It's something that needs to be looked at. You know, if, if you're going to need more tax revenues. Uh, Again, the insurance program, department cutbacks, cut back the money we give Suncord or Visit Tucson, the Children's Museum. There's money that we're dishing out that we could keep within ourselves and do that police station. Hold that thought. We got a question from a caller. I got a question from an emailer for you. (laughs) And we'll do that with Mike Zinken here on a Tucson Rodeo Thursday. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. All right, Rodeo Thursday, little George Strait. Hoff Daddy, who is not David Hasselhoff, and some of you think that, but he's not. So yeah, but, don't forget uh, it. <laughs> it could have been Hoffman on top of that Berlin Wall singing. We're uh, catching up with Mike Zinken, a former Oro Valley Town Council. Let's uh, so all right, let's start off with your question. That uh, that line three is a question from a caller that didn't want to come in. Matthew, can you read the question to this young man, please? Sure. Uh, question from a caller: Did he see the recommendation Keesler on the uh, community from Keesler on the community center ADA access, and what did you think about it? So this is the uh, this is something we talked about with Jim Horn last year. We went to the council meeting, and this is the one where basically the community center golf course thing on uh, La Cañada, uh, they still hadn't built an ADA accessible uh, entrance into it, and people who needed to would literally go up the loading dock for hand trucks by the dumpster over the, uh, over the rocks. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. All right, so what's so Keesler? Who is Keesler? Tell everyone who Keesler is. He's the town engineer. And what was the, the, did you see the recommendation from Keesler about this thing? Actually, you know what? It's on the agenda for next Wednesday's meeting. Okay. All right, a discussion about the ADA thing with schematics and everything else. Um, 
They're saying he's saying the uh, elevator and existing entrance entrance is one point one and a quarter million. The elevator, the other alternative is a elevator and lowered entrance is one and three quarter million. And he goes down. If any, depending on what your options are, they're anywhere from seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to uh, one and three quarter million dollars. And those are the four options he's presenting. Um, the financial impact, they say, uh, the current budget for all ADA access upgrades is one point five million dollars. Approximately one hundred thousand dollars is being used to rebuild the back access ramp. But they lowered the angle, I but you know, I guess. Uh, that leaves an aggregate budget of one point four million to construct the building entrance and ADA solution. You know, we've had that thing since twenty fifteen. You know, and ADA has been completely ignored. And uh, if we they would have done it in twenty fifteen, it would have cost half that. Right? That's true. And they're not even talking about push ridge. So one of the things I've heard is the pathetic former town manager, Mary Jacobs, <laughs> never wanted to move on it because she thought they were going to blow it up and build a new one, and she didn't want to blow the money on doing this silly ADA thing because they're just going to blow it up and do it again. Yeah, we can only hope that in her retirement she goes out and breaks her leg and becomes somewhat disabled and, <laughs> and she can maybe uh, get some empathy. Uh, you know, I mean, the Oro Valley population, we, you know, for everybody over... Under 18. Oral Valley population is an older population. Right. Everybody right. under 18, we can be matched by someone over 65. Easy. Right. Easy. So ADA, ADA should have been taken care of years ago, and, and it's, on, it's on the agenda. How much is it going to cost? I don't know. Can that $5.4 million in CARES money be spent on that? I don't know. But it's, it's got to be addressed, if not immediately. It should have been addressed yesterday. All right. I got two listeners that emailed me. Um... When Mike's on, please ask him if he's still anti-development. If he is, he must be in favor of property taxes. We kind of just talked about that. This is because with no development, there's no tax-based growth and not enough sales tax to operate the town. Thanks for what you do. Okay. Thanks to me, not to you. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be clear. (laughs) I have a theory that if we stopped right now, I'm not anti-development, don't get me wrong. But if we stopped right now and never built another, just went with our existing entitlements, you know, and let up, let the developers build within their existing entitlements, not enhanced entitlements, not three-acre parcels becoming 7,000-square-foot lots and rezoning requests, we could do fine. I mean, how many landlocked communities are there in this country? You know? And so when you become landlocked, and we're landlocked, and you no longer develop, and you're not going to annex, you now have an income stream, and you make your expenditure stream match it. You know, you don't you don't put in pump tracks and and uh, splash pads when only two percent of the people want it. You become a little bit more responsible. Now, the, the, I'm not a big fan of the, the the splash pad. I can understand a little bit the the the, the BM track track that makes no freaking sense whatsoever. Uh, I mean, we're, we're in the middle. We're we're, we're a hot. We're, we're in the desert for God's sake. Right, so I mean, if the little kids want to run around and have a fountain hit at their head, God bless them. The 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 BMX tracks is is an absolute luxury, and I don't know what they're smoking. I, I, I'm not anti-development. I'm anti-enhanced development. Right? If you if you're if you're explain uh, the difference. Huh? Well, let's let's say you go out and buy a parcel of land, and that parcel of land is is zoned for ten thousand square foot lots. When you bought it, you bought it with ten thousand. That's your entitlement. No one can stop you from doing that. So I'm opposed for you to come in and say, oh, I want 7,000 square foot lots, and I want five foot setbacks. 
So what I see as part of Oral Valley in relation to their tax revenue problem is I feel that even though I know we've written lots of pages of something, I'm going to use only four of you, three of you can see it, economic development plan, I don't see anything that even looks like a robust reality version of economic development in Oral Valley. That's true. All right. That's one of our biggest problems. We have this guy, Jim Belcher, whatever his name is. Also, economic development, it's changed. You know, brick and mortar don't work anymore. It can work, okay, but it's the idea of how we're doing it, right? And what do we do to get – you want to get more of your fair share of the people who live outside of Oral Valley to come in and shop and dime, right? So what does that look like? I've never seen a real serious conversation about what – you know, what is that retail mix, right? Now, with all the fights over um, what's going on at um, Oral Valley Marketplace, right? Mm Mm-hmm. At least the gym, and I, I, I know the people, uh, I think you're part of it, right? You don't like the, the extra traffic and, you know, and what's, what's going to happen. But putting apartments right next to where people can walk out and spend money is a really oh, nice yeah, sales tax put, generator for a place that would I, like to. I agree totally. If you're going to put apartments, that's a place to put it. Right? Yeah. And so that's why I always tell people when they go, when they freak out about Bert wanting to put apartments on Oro Valley Marketplace, go, it's the best place to put apartments. Right? So when the next person comes out, I go, I, I want to do apartment over here. Oh, we already have a bunch of apartments over there. Apartments have a nice life. Apartments are entitled there. All right. But what, well, what I'm saying is, though, but there's a lot of people in this town who anytime they hear apartment, they start having a seizure on me. Right. Well, if you have a residential sales tax, maybe that would limit their seizure. It won't. It won't. <laughs> I, again, I always remember I was like mentally scarred. Um, uh, I was at Sun City, Sun City Republicans, right? And we're just going over like ballot stuff. I was kind of doing a preview of propositions and all this stuff, right? So I got to Q&A. There's probably like 80, 90 people in the room, right? And uh, Merritt's like, hey, uh, any questions for Chris? First question. Uh, Chris, hey, how you doing? What's with all the damn apartments? I go, what are you talking about? Well, we bought, we built two on Oracle Road. I know, it's a state highway. What else you got for me? And then literally four questions later, hi, Chris. Hey, how you doing, Jim? What, what, what you got for me? Uh, what's with all the damn apartments? I, I got it. I got it. You guys have been mentally scarred by apartments, okay? But th- my big, one of my biggest things is I don't see any real economic development plan for Oral Valley whatsoever. You were telling me uh, projections for a bed tax is down 11% or so. Right. That's a problem. Well, that's not projections. That's that's reality. Oh, that was the past. That, yeah, that's okay. as, of, as of the December, which is the last uh Finance statement we had. Gotcha. Everything's ninety days. So for the f- first six months of the fiscal, bed tax is down eleven percent. Right. That's a problem. Right. Right. Because that's outside money, and then people can. And we and we're at a point in time where if we're we're at our best restaurant mix we've ever had in Oral Valley. Right. Because usually, you know, I remember eight years ago, Andy Berlin from the paper asked me, "Where do you eat in Oral Valley?" I said. Well, in and outs pretty good, <laughs> right? But things have changed a lot. We have a lot of different restaurants that people can go spend and money. A lot at. of them right there at the marketplace. That's, I mean, so, so we have to figure that part out, right? Also, it's like what does a, what does a real economic development plan? Because we don't have one. Well, the last economic development manager we had, that JJ Johnson, useless. I mean, his idea was the, <laughs> his idea was to blade every piece of commercial property so it would be shovel ready. I remember meeting with him, and he was telling me the greatest economic development mines in the southern Arizona was the guys from Sun Corridor. And I, I literally regurgitated in my mouth. It was like, oh, my Lord, you are just lost. Um, 
The other question here uh, from another listener is uh, if Oral Valley Parks and Rec is overstaffed, I don't know, did, did you say that? That you thought they were overstaffed? I'm alluding to that. Okay. <laughs> uh, why does James Creek Park look like crap? Oh, I can answer that question. <laughs> well, it certainly isn't a staffing. If you, if, if it's not a staffing issue, you know. No. Yeah. Go ahead, and answer it. I think my answer is the parks director Chrissy has no interest in maintaining parks. She's a programming girl. She loves the program. 5Ks, movie nights, yeah, whatever. And, and that should be economic development doing that because that's bringing people into... <laughs> it's fine as a parks function, but what I'm saying is there seems to be no interest in maintaining the parks, right? So think about this. So when I, when I went to the town council last year and talked about the piles of garbage right. at Naranja Park, right? What did I get from Mary Jacobs and the constituent services lady? Literally, it's not our fault. We'll talk to the leagues because it's their fault, right? And yeah. they still love us because Pima County fields suck. And in no, all, wrong answer. In all fairness, the constituent services lady should not be blamed for that. She, she's nothing more than a sieve for the information to go through. Well, then she, uh, just find a new job if you're really writing stuff against your will. Because I'm just telling it's a you, job. You know, I mean, the way she wrote stuff was so insipid. So insipid. But you're uh, right. I mean, the, uh, and, and you're, you're more attuned with the parks. I'm on those parks every week, dude. Yeah, know, all the time. And, and then Naranja look looks like hell, right? There are just swaths of grass that are just like gray earth now. All right? It looks like something out of a movie that's like a World War One battlefield. And we're going to expand it. We're going to expand it to more park. Right? I mean, I mean, all that area north, you can see it's all graded. We, we don't take care of what we have now, right? right? So MLS isn't doing soccer anymore with us, right? So what happened was they used to pay us some sort of fee uh -oh. to oversee the grass. To train there? Yeah. Right, to train there. Well, so they're not coming back, so we couldn't find the money to go do it, so we just let it die and look like crap, right? So when you do that, you're a referee. You've been on these fields, uh, how this works. If you don't overseed in the winter and you keep having play on it, right? Then it just beats it up again, right? Then the summer comes okay, and then it just gets worse and worse and worse until all you have is just bear patches. Mm -hmm. It's a joke. So, it's sad to say, neither Mary Jacobs or Chrissy Trahan Diaz give a crap about taking care of our fields. So, Mary's not gone, and Chris, is his name, our, yeah, our, yeah. our acting town manager, right. doesn't seem to be able to, either interested in that, or knows the problem, well, or needs to put a foot well, we on her a little know. bit. We haven't seen his recommended budget yet. You know, it's, it's coming out. Um, uh, and Chris, he's got his hands full for a young kid. He does. With no prior town manager experience. And, he, and I think he's doing the best he can. I don't think he should be the town manager. I think he seems like a nice guy. But he should be an assistant for another few well, years. I'm, that changes the subject completely. I, I I went up to him right after Mary Jacobs left at a meeting, and I said, Chris, you know, I remember you when you were an intern, and I, I wouldn't support your retail manager. And then I changed my mind. You know, I said, you got history in Oral Valley, and that's key, yeah. right? You've worked with Greg Caden and Mary Jacobs. You know what not to do. I was going to say two of our worst. <laughs> two or last, and yeah. <laughs> You know what not to do. So you know, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what his competition is. And a and B. I don't know if he even put his name in for the bit for the job. Oh, that's true. Yeah. All right, uh, Mike. Thanks for a nice time as always. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll talk again. We'll let's try to keep this as a monthly thing. And You're on. We'll do it. Okay. Thank you. All right, Mike Zinkin. <laughs>
Take care. <laughs> you, can, you can see his work at the uh, the Love blog. Uh, not much anymore. Oh, uh, you <laughs> pissed him off podca- too, huh? Doing more podcasts <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm doing more podcasts and I'm doing Love blogs. And of course, our friend Jim Horn does a great job with the Oro Valley podcast on lots of different platforms out right. there. So right. he's probably on more platforms than this dumpy show. So you're on Wake <laughs> Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. We're going to freeform with the, uh, the Hoff here. Uh-oh. Don't know where we're going with this one, so you're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. This has been asked for a couple of times. Cowboy song, Thin Lizzy. Here we go. All right. 8.52 in the morning. Great finish uh, song for the Wake Up Tucson 275th annual cowboy show. Very irregular on that calendar. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I got the... Uh, I got the Congressional Budget Offices uh, working on the numbers with me. It's not Swedish. It's a Finnish song. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> Laplander Jonathan <laughs> Jonathan Hoffman. Um, so we're just talking about apartments off air. Yes. And we, <laughs> we're going to finish on this. So oh, there's some of our my older brothers and sisters in Oral Valley, when I hear them talk about, oh, God, we're building another apartment. We want more apartments. I've gotten to a point where I really feel like uh, they'll talk about uh, traffic. Could be a traffic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's more cars in a concentrated area. Okay, I can have that discussion. But I really think that they look their nose down on the apartment dweller as if they're a lower life form than a homeowner. Yep. That's what I feel Definitely. like. That's how they talk. Oh, yeah. It's so, it's such a weird place to be. And then, then I say, have you seen the rents at these places? Right, I mean, I think Bert's getting a two bedroom, two bath next to basis over there. Got to be fifteen, sixteen hundred a month at least. That's still pretty good money for your housing. You I've, know, I've never paid a mortgage that high. Right, <laughs> correct, <laughs> correct, right? <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You know, um, and then we were bringing up the word density, right? But Oro mm-hmm. Valley, you know, density wise, you know. Oracle Road can absorb a lot of apartments without getting uh, getting too dense. Right. I, I mean, again, you want we're we're still a sales tax town, mm-hmm. right? So putting people here that can that are that are affording now. Remember, you know, there's three bedroom apartments that birds are probably twenty five hundred a month, mm-hmm. right? So you're getting a pretty good income demographic. Right. Yep. And I'm going to tell you something. Who who's renting one of Bert's uh, apartments in Oral Valley is probably a much higher caliber a- income than someone who's uh, I'm a, I'm not an Airbnb, but I'm 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 going to rent out this house just to, as an investment, and I'm going to charge a thousand dollar a month for a house, kind of thing. Well, why is that better than having them in an apartment where there is security and managers and Away from if you think they're a lower life form, they're away from your house. Yeah, and, and they're not gonna they're not gonna be working on their on their junk car in the yard at two in the morning playing music. It's true because <laughs> they can't. I don't know where it comes from, but for some reason there's this there's a portion of Oral Valley's population. They're usually over the age of fifty seven. Well, I'll make it sixty. That just hate apartments. I don't get it. I don't, and they can't give you a good. I, I haven't heard a good a good explanation on why they suck so bad. I don't. I don't get it. Right. So you're saying the traffic on Oracle Road is going to be really, really bad. Kind of sucks already. Yeah. Six lane road. Yeah. 
Right. I mean, that's where you're at. I mean, and it's only it, Oral, Oracle Road only gets busy during um, snowbird season, right? Where you're really waiting to get through a light, right? Because you got all those folks up in Saddlebrook. Saddlebrook's maxed out. Sun City's maxed out. And they're going down Oracle Road to go shopping, go to the doctor, whatever. But for nine months out of the year, it's pretty, work, moves pretty good for me. Yeah. I, I know I have a solution for the uh, speed trap problem in Oro Valley. Wow. I, yes? Just drive the speed limit while you're in Oro Valley. Right. I mean, you, you, you'll never notice the difference in time-wise. Again, when we talk about... Yes, sir. What are you if say? it's not a surprise, if, if everybody knows what the, what the, what the uh, game board is... I agree with you. There I totally, you I I totally agree with you. So things that they pull you over. I hear I've heard people. So uh, guys or girls who have uh, companies that do landscaping or contracting, right? They're like, yeah, I got busted because Oral Valley said I didn't uh, secure the tarp on my. Well, yeah, secure your damn tarp. <laughs> take it off. Well, once you get to McGee Road, take it off. No one else is pulling you over. <laughs> So how many of you, when you drive, right, have the truck in front of you, and there's all this crap falling on the on your windshield? And you go, well, damn, I wish they would have. Well, we take care of it in Oral Valley. I'm sure Moran is the same way. But, again, this is why I, I was telling Mike about we need more cops in Oral Valley because there's literally lawlessness going on south of River Road. If this was the Middle Ages, they would have blown the bridges. <laughs> We would have just blew them up, knocked them down, and say, you know something, we'll miss you. <laughs> right? But we're not, you know, it's the the year 2023, right? But that crime is pushing out. Danny Sharp's taught us for years on this show, crime is going to push out. If you don't challenge it, it's going to keep coming on you. And that's where you're at. Now I got horse tranquilizer fentanyl coming. I mean, I can't believe it. These people are going to be more... Uh, uh, a ball cracked out than they were just last week. What else is coming down the pike? So, Oro Valley, Marana, Sarita, you better police up hard. Mm-hmm. I would. I, I, I'd be putting billboards in Oro Valley and right in the middle of the city of Tucson right now and say, "Come, your 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 police department's already toast. Come work for us." You're going to work for a, a government and a citizenry that, uh, that really cares for you, and we'll give you a $10,000 signing bonus. Come to the dark side. We have cookies, as we like to say <laughs> in the old days. So, all right, Hoffman, tell me, you only got about a minute. Uh, PimaPerspectives.com. Yes. What are we going to find out there if I, if I go to Pima Perspectives? Well, you're going to get the latest from the irre- irrepressible Craig J. Cantoni. Yes. And I forget exactly. Uh, do you have it up, by the way? Heck no. Oh. It's about DEI. Okay. Great. He does a great piece. He, he about looks diversity, at it from, exclusion, and. From a deep historical perspective. Really worth the read. He I does. it highly. What have you written lately? What have you written lately? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you have it up? <laughs> Matt does. Uh, I like what you, I like when you write. So, oh, the state of oh, Arizona yeah. addresses housing. Oh, yeah, crisis. I kind of, I kind of was was warm for the uh, state's nuclear option against the cities and towns. More freedom, more diversity, more solutions, baby. Which, of course, that would drive that. Zinkin already said yeah, it. Drove. He, he's. In, I wouldn't say it when he's in the same room. We should do that anyway. Everyone, have a great day. See you for the Friday. Show.